0: Sharing personal stories, practical help, and timeless principles to help you live at your best. So lean in and let's tackle life together.
1: Hey guys, welcome back to First in Maine. This is Lauren, and it's the last week of January already. This month is almost over, and so hopefully the beginning of your 2022 has been kind to you and you have been productive. I know that for both Debs and I, we have both been very busy. And as far as First in Maine goes, man, we are hitting the ground running. I'm not sure if you noticed, but we just launched two episodes back to back. And we have two more episodes coming out back to back. So that is four episodes in four weeks because we really want to help you launch into your new year well. We are excited about First of Maine. You know, the first, the first season, we had 24 episodes. And so we are in our season two. Mm-hmm. And really, we could not have done a lot of this without a really great friend of ours. Yes. He. Um, a lifesaver for yes. us <laughs> um, we oh, we goodness. have had to call for help so many times oh, for this goodness. person so we actually have um, this person with us today Yeah. Um, we have Milton with us Milton yeah. is Woo-hoo! our editor he edits all of <laughs> our our, magician. our yes our magicians all of our in the best <laughs> spiritual way <laughs> <laughs> our, our angel how about yeah, that angel I like that <laughs> um, he does all of our editing for us um, he goes through and makes sure that everything sounds good to the best of his ability. Sometimes we don't give him (laughs) great things to work with, (laughs) which we'll get into that in a little bit. But um, so welcome, Milton.
2: Hello, ladies. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I am really excited to be here. It's been amazing to just kind of grow with you guys, you know, from day one. Yeah. just, Just watching you both grow personally and watch this grow, you know, and just the impact that it's having. Mm -hmm. What an honor to watch it. So thank you for allowing me to be here. Oh, thank you. So
0: Milton and I actually go back a little bit. He was on, we actually went on the staff at Influencers Church about the same time. Yeah, I remember sitting in that room. So your background, you do phenomenal things with music. You were at that time the musical director at Influencers Church, and I loved working alongside you because one of the things about you is you're always upbeat, you always find the best, and you serve with such excellence. And so when we started this I was like
1: I'm calling Milton. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'm so glad. I'm so glad. And really in the beginning when you told me about Milton. Your your business name is called Blue Feather, correct? Yes. I have this thing with birds. and feathers. And anytime that I'm on a certain path, like I'll get like a little feather or I'll get a little bird or some sort. And so when I saw that pull up, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is, (laughs) this is where, where we're going. We're going here. (laughs)
2: That's amazing.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Where did the name come from?
2: Well, first of all, so where we live now, there's, uh, in the middle of South Dakota, Mm -hmm. there's a heavy Native American influence. Okay. Uh, and growing up, I was always fascinated by just the Native American lifestyle, you know, uh-huh. pre pre pioneers and all that, and so it's really cool to kind of be there. Anyway, so obviously, you know, your chiefs have their their feathers, you know, uh-huh. and so I just started thinking about that and looking up what what kind of name can I use with feathers, and somehow I got on the track of you know certain feather colors mean certain things, uh-huh. and I can't remember exactly what the the meaning is, but blue feather has something to do with you know spiritual influence uh-huh. influence. And when I, when I launched this business, it wasn't just to, you know, be cool and make some money and do some music, but it was like, no, what I put my hand to, I wanted to have influence in the world, mm-hmm. you know, and whether it's music, whether it's podcasting, whether it's content creation, whatever it is. Um, and so I felt like kind of when I stumbled on that, I felt like the Lord said, yes, that's it. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, I love it. I love names. Sense. Yeah, me too, right? <laughs> me too. I really do. Well, we are so grateful for you, Milton. I mean, we could not have done this without you. I mean, we we didn't know what we were doing in the beginning. Yeah. You've helped Sometimes. us a lot. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, it's been fun. We love you. Thank you for listening to me and Laura.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of listening to Deads and Lord.
2: <laughs> it was funny when I came in to set up. Um, what did you say? You were in the kitchen doing mm-hmm. something and you uh, you said something in my mind I was like, Man, that sounds just like the podcast. <laughs> 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 it's exactly that. I heard that phrase. So well, many that's times. good. At least I'm staying true to my character, right? <laughs> you know, there's there's been a lot of moments over over the first season that have connected with me. Mm-hmm. My my family has been in a lot of transition over the past couple of years, and so there's some been some key moments where you just you kind of anchor on. You know, in the moment, I can't think of like the specific phrases, but having been involved in a consistent basis editing these, I can't tell you how many times something has been said or a point has been kind of driven home that's I, st- I literally will stop what I'm doing mm. and just sit for a minute.
0: Wow. And that's just awesome. Just
2: maybe open up that scripture or just ask the Lord, okay, well, what they said is right. How, how do I move forward in this? You mm. know? So even in South Dakota where there's not a whole lot going on, <laughs> uh, you guys are having an impact Oh for real. Great. Thank yeah. you yeah. for sharing that. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, and I think we, Because we do things through Anchor, we're able to see some of our statistics Mm -hmm. and like who we're reaching. And we were we actually reach a good bit of men. We thought that, you know, predominant listener would be female based, Mm -hmm. but we have guys who listen in and
1: yeah. And why you brought that up, I would just like to take a minute and just thank our listeners. I mean, because that's another part of this. Is I mean, we do this for. You guys, too. You know, we want to come alongside of you. And so we're grateful that you guys are listening. And I mean, we've reached so many different countries. Yeah. I mean, we're in like seven different countries right now, which is Which is, is phenomenal. Awesome. Yeah. And that just
0: goes to show you never know what is on the back end mm-hmm. of stepping out. Yeah. And, you know, has it been perfect? No. Mm-hmm. Could things be better? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, always. Yeah. But— just trust God yeah that if he calls you to do something just begin just start and now we're sitting here 24 episodes later. Yeah. I've yeah. you know had to journey through covid mm-hmm. um, a lot of things have transpired over the course of the year mm-hmm. but at the end of it all, we've received so many texts said you just that that is exactly what I needed to mm-hmm. hear that is right you know, meeting me right on time. That was a word in now season. Yeah. And that makes all of it worth it.
1: Duns, I cannot tell you how excited I am to be able to record with you again. I mean, you've been doing a lot of stuff behind the scenes as far as, you know, um, putting together stuff for our social media and working on scripts and like planning with me and, you know, putting stuff together, but you have not been able to really record because of your voice, um, which I want to talk about that quick. So- Can you tell us a little bit about your COVID journey? Before I talk about it,
0: I do want to say, Lauren, you have been instrumental in helping me heal. You guys, when I was like at my sickest, Lauren was, you know, had things shipped to me uh, to help me. She not only did that, but when I was like coming out of the hospital, I mean, honestly, I just looked like I had been mowed over. (laughs) She showed up one day and came up here, did my hair, colored my hair. There were pictures on Instagram, but we had so much fun Mm -hmm. just pampering me, helping me like feel alive again. And a lot of people don't know it, but you're part of Restore, which is where um, it's an IV infusion bar. They've got all sorts of wellness stuff there, but you're a member. Mm -hmm. And so many months ago, you offered for me to use your credits and I was able to go weekly at... At one point, been going every other week, uh, getting IVs that, you know, just infused me with vitamins, inflammation, things. It's been a significant part of my healing recovery. And I just, I love
1: you. And I I thank you you
0: for not only doing this kind of stuff with me, but you're a genuine friend. Yeah, you are too. And I really appreciate that. Um, Yeah. I mean, what do I say? I came down with COVID in August, Mm -hmm. August 9th, to be exact. I was um, at home for 10 days, had a fever of 103, brutal. Like, for those of you that don't, like, know me well, to give you a little context, I don't take any kind of medicine. I have no chronic medical conditions.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I've never been hospitalized. It's, you know, I went in to have Aaron, but I think I left the same day, you know, like, <laughs> had the easiest childbirth. Um, I've just been, like, well. hmm and so um, definitely have never done a fever for 10 days. And it was brutal. I mean, I, there were times where like I fell out of the bed, just weeping. Days I laid um, in the shower and couldn't move. I was so sick. And I'm a nurse by background. And the thing with COVID a lot of times is you think you're getting better. You get like this upswing mm-hmm. and you think, oh, oh I'm going to be okay. But I I, I didn't, I called our doctor, and they did give me some medicines, but I actually did not go in to be seen until day 11. And around like, I I guess maybe day nine, I just felt something shift. And I called Andy Jones, a good friend of mine, and I was like, I'm in trouble. And she ended up praying for me, um, set an alarm on her clock. Her and her family prayed for me every hour on the hour. She'd never done that before. And, you know, people really began interceding, but I knew I needed to get to the doctor, but I couldn't get an appointment. And so I got in, and when I got there, my pulse ox was 82. So they called the ambulance, took me to the hospital, found out I had a pulmonary embolism and had pneumonia. And, you know, I was sick, sickest that I've ever been, When I came home from the hospital, I had to stay on oxygen. I didn't lose my voice until September, but I had such intense coughing spells that um, I was like vomiting just over and over and over again. I had such trauma to my voice. I ended up losing my voice. It took me a while. Um, I stayed on oxygen, believe it or not, until the end of November, right before Thanksgiving I came off the oxygen. I still couldn't speak, ended up in speech therapy, which I'm still in. And praise God, they've allowed me now to do this. I had to be on vocal rest and have to do all these silly exercises. (laughs) (laughs) But I would not trade this experience for anything. And I know that probably sounds crazy to people. And I tell uh, when I've been able to talk to people, it's the best worst thing that's ever happened to me. But I can honestly say like in this period, like I didn't, I just was like, God, you just do what you're doing. What people don't know is like a couple weeks before I got diagnosed, I had like this moment with God and I knew that like something needed to shift. I had taken a sabbatical. We were doing, you know, our podcasts and stuff like that. But yeah, I had re- I had really burnt out, to be honest with you. And God had said, step away and he was, you know, giving me time with my family and all of that, but in the process of that, I knew that there were just places in my heart that, honestly, ministry just broke. Yeah, <laughs> um, and life, you know, um, broke, and I transitioned out of full time ministry, knowing I still needed to do stuff, which you know we were doing, but realizing I had really lost my passion for ministry, for I was doing a lot of things because I knew they were right to do Mm -hmm. and that you should do. But like my heart was gone in them. Mm -hmm. And when you've had a heart for stuff, when you've had a passion and you've lived with that, you know what it's like and you know what it's like when you lose it. And so at this point, right before I got sick, I, I prayed a dangerous prayer <laughs> and I knew it was dangerous. Mm-hmm. I don't know if y'all have heard that song, Maverick City, refiners I went fire. fire. Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't sing that song for a long time because I know what refiner I've been refined. But I, I came to that point where I was like, I sang it from the bottom of my heart. Like God, just purify me, purify my heart and like take me back mm-hmm. to where I first like fell in love with you mm-hmm. and where I did things, mm-hmm. you know, out of just such love for you and love for people. Like I want that. I want that back. And so it really was like days later that I ended up getting sick. And I'm not saying God made me sick. Please hear me. Right. But I do believe that God allows things because he knows that they're going to work Um, together for your good. Mm -hmm. And I can say it has. You know, the love that was lavished on me. It's one thing for people to do things for you when you're in ministry, you have a position, you know, whatever. It's a whole nother thing (laughs) when you're just you, you know. And I mean, people came out of the woodwork. (laughs) Friends. Mm -hmm. When you pour out your, Mm -hmm. for so many years, it was like the Lord just like took all those seeds that were sown And like suddenly, you know, people just loved on me, Mm -hmm. cared for me, did extravagant you. You know, um, people had my home clean for us. I mean, just so many things. And um, what God did in that is he healed my heart Mm -hmm. and he gave me back just that genuine desire to do that same thing for people again. And there's a scripture that says God will work our affliction with the, the when we go through affliction and what we receive in those times actually becomes a way that we do that for other people. And I did ministry a lot of years. You know, I can't tell you how many people I've prayed for to be healed. I can't tell you how many hospital visits I've made, but you know, I, I've never been in that position. Right. And, like, being in that position and then receiving all that, I was like—I mean, I was a nurse, yeah, but it was like, I get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I really understand the difference this mm-hmm. makes in people's lives. And so I'm just—I'm coming back with with a heart of compassion mm-hmm. more than I've ever had. I'm coming back with such a deep, yeah. deep trust. Yeah. And, God, I just want to say to all of you out there, you know— There's a lot going on with, like, people getting upset. Like, many of you may be wondering, did I get vaccinated? I was not vaccinated. That was my choice. Mm -hmm. And I want to say to y'all, y'all got to respect people's choices. God even gives us free choice, Mm -hmm. right? Right. You know, the Bible specifically says that we have to do things based on our personal conviction. Mm -hmm. But whatever you do, do it in faith. Mm -hmm. I didn't do it in faith. Some of you have done it in faith. Good on you. Yeah. Do you? Mm-hmm. I went through that, not being vaccinated, but fully believing like God is my healer, mm-hmm. and this may have come on me, but I believe that He's going to bring me through it, like He's brought me through everything else, and He's going to work something good through the process. And so, I just encourage you to not live in fear. You know, Jesus is trustworthy. He's a He's He's not only a great counselor, He's a He's a great physician and wherever you are, whatever might be going on in your life, just worship him through it. Mm -hmm. And I promise you, he'll bring you out the other side and he'll reveal an aspect of who he is Mm -hmm. um, through it. And let me tell you, like there's that scripture in Corinthians, Paul says, you know, I'm not giving up. How could I, even though my outside man's falling apart on the inside, God's making new life. That's who he is. That's what he does. Yeah. So just let him work. I promise you, you won't regret it. Yeah. It'll and, be totally worth it.
1: And as an outsider looking in, Debs, I mean, being a part of your journey for the last several months, yeah. not just a couple, several, um, just seeing you become stronger and how you've healed. I mean, you weren't even in the hospital, what, like three or four days? Yes, I least. mean, most people that went in the hospital with COVID and a lot of them were in there weeks, sometimes a month, mm-hmm. you know, the amount of prayer that, um, we had over you yes. and you know, that, that's a whole nother podcast right. episode. I feel like, right. you know, um, But yeah, I I am excited about this new year for you. I feel like you're coming back. You're coming back stronger. You're coming back better than ever. Yes. And it is going to be a great 2022.
0: So let's just, I think it'd be fun to take a few minutes and look back at where we've come from, maybe talk about some of our favorite moments, favorite episodes, um, things that have made us laugh. Maybe things that have made us go, ah, not doing this anymore. Lauren, yeah. do, you, do you have anything
1: that Oh, stands my out? gosh. Well, there's a favorite moments. I mean, I have some great moments with Deb's doing this. Um, <laughs> they're actually all funny ones. <laughs>
0: I'm sure. But
1: um, if, if you guys could only imagine, like, Deb's comes with so much fun personality. But when she drinks a cup of coffee... That personality comes out even more. And so we'll we'll work together in the mornings. We'll be talking about stuff. And then we'll start recording. We'll take a break. Most of the time, we'll have like a coffee break around 1130, 12 o'clock, 1230. Sometimes it's our afternoon coffee, like 130. Debs comes back, and she's... <laughs> she is going a mile a minute. <laughs> Her eyes get all big. And it's just so much fun. It's so funny. Um, but there was another time... Where we went through and we recorded a whole episode. We worked on it pretty much all day. We were working on this episode for hours. Uh We recorded through it. We had a special guest. So we were recording with Teresa. It was with Teresa. We get done recording and Debs looks at us and she's like, okay, don't be mad. I didn't have anything recorded. (laughs) (laughs) cord wasn't working or the, the plug was out something crazy happened and so we we're like okay oh my
0: gosh I
1: mean you talk about
0: fracture yeah. <laughs> everybody's going of like yeah that means we yeah that means we have to start over yeah <laughs> um you know for me I remember when we were brainstorming and mm-hmm. we were like getting ready for our first episode. Mm-hmm. And just a little background about myself, I am like a high C personality, mm-hmm. which means I'm a planner. Mm-hmm. I want to do things right. Mm-hmm. And I want to make sure like we say things right, right, which is a blessing in some ways. And it you know feels like a curse sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so Lauren and I were talking and we were talking about the first episode. And I was talking about like coming up with a plan and like Mm -hmm. writing a script and stuff like that. And I could tell that she was just like (laughs) clueless to what I was talking about. And she was just like, I thought, I just thought we were going to like talk. talk." I was like deer in headlights, you know, in my C personality. So she, loving me the way that she does, decided, okay, we'll do the scripts. And I do need to say that probably was not a great idea (laughs) because we ended up reading a lot more than we just talked, you know, like we do, like we're doing today. So, you know, anytime you start out with something, you're going to have ideas, you're going to have plans, try them. Yeah. You may figure out after doing that a little bit, but maybe that wasn't the, the best way. Mm-hmm. But that's that's what growth is all about. Yeah, You know, give something a go, evaluate it. And, you know, I don't remember me calling you Milton. Yep, yep. I was just <laughs> like, this isn't good. <laughs> you know, I just... I've got to be honest with myself. I listened and I'm just like, sounds like we're reading. (laughs) You are so encouraging. Yeah.
2: Like you said, you got, you just, you have to start, you know, there's so many times in my life where I've just been afraid to start. Yeah. You know, I think for everybody, you kind of, you kind of face that, but yeah. You, you grow in the process, you know? I mean, you do. P- successful people have, how many times have they failed? So yeah. true. You know, how many businesses have been bankrupt that they've started, but then they, they do one and it just, it goes. You just yeah. got to start.
0: Many of you are out there. It's the beginning of a brand new year. You're setting goals. You, you, you maybe you have a dream and you want to step out. And a lot of times we step and we really don't know fully what we're getting into and we don't know everything. Milton, I would love for you to share a bit more with us about how this has actually played out in your own life. I know God has been doing some really significant things in this last season with you. You know, back when we were on staff together, I remember you coming in and talking to staff and saying that you were going to be making a pretty significant move.
2: Yep. And um,
0: I would love to hear some of the backstory. Sure. Um, First, you know, let's start out, tell everybody a little bit more about you. And then I want to hear... Your story today.
2: Absolutely. So a little bit about myself. Uh, born in Chicago, Illinois. Okay. You know, so grew up in the cold and the wind and all that good stuff. Uh, we moved to Georgia when I was about 12 years old. And uh, we started attending the church that I end up coming on staff at um, and serving at for 10 years Okay, um, as their music director. And so um, by trade, I am a music director. I uh, love to work with musicians, worship leaders, uh, and also the technical side of things with production and lighting and sound, you know, just everything that kind of makes a service tick, you yeah. know, from the from the sanctuary experience. It's just kind of my form of, of worship and expression yeah. towards the Lord. And um, it's a lot of fun.
0: And you're amazing, by the way.
2: <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate that. There's and a whole... I'm
0: not just saying that because <laughs> you're my friend.
2: <laughs> no, I appreciate that. It's funny. There's a whole story in itself of the music side of things. Uh-huh. I, I probably never even shared that with you. Tell me. Uh, so. I have nobody musical in my family. Really? Nobody musical in my family. Um, I think maybe you look at some removed folks possibly. Uh And I don't have a musical upbringing, nothing. And- uh, Are you
0: serious? No,
2: I'm dead serious. The way I kind of came into music was actually right when I became a Christian.
0: Okay.
2: Uh, I was at a conference and had just kind of, I've been attending church all my life, but never really engaged with Jesus for myself. And so if you know Jason Upton- uh-huh. Okay, so he was leading worship. Okay. So you already know it was going to be really, really yeah. good. And so I gave my life to the Lord at that at that conference. huh. And so it was night number two and was just in worship, just, you know, brand new figuring this out. And I had an experience where I just, I fell out. Uh-huh. So, not, and not, and I'd never really seen this before. Of course, I'm not going to, you know, just do this on a whim. It was just the most randomest thing. Okay. And I remember- Waking up, and it was three hours later. I remember waking up in the lobby of the church uh-huh. on my mom's lap because somebody had called her because they'd been praying for me for years, like that I would come to the Lord. So I have this experience. And during wow. those three hours, I don't remember a single thing except for almost a physical, almost like somebody put a physical impartation in, into me. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to explain. Yeah. Well, I didn't know until years later that the Lord revealed to me that that was musical gifting wow. and at the time I hadn't didn't play music and uh-huh. I started to dabble in it a couple of years later and you know I I don't, I don't say it's to like toot my own horn or anything but it just I progressed very quickly yes. especially for not having any musical background right later the Lord just showed me like that was that was kind of like okay I'm marking you for, wow. for something more and so that's that's kind of how music came to be for me and it's, that is awesome. Yeah. So, so yeah that's how that came about okay and um I don't know if I've shared that with a lot of people. How about that? Yeah. Well,
0: thank you for yeah. sharing it's that. It's available
2: now for everyone to hear. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's so amazing God, the way God works. Yeah. He does incredible, incredible things. And sure. wow, yeah. that your family had, and people had prayed for that many years. For so years. So what's the backstory to that?
2: To my my folks praying? Yeah. Oh, man. Well, I was I wasn't like a troubled youth or anything. Uh-huh. But one of the reasons we did move away from Chicago was I was just starting to get into some things. You know, there's a lot of uh, heavy gang activity in there. And I was like, you know, as a young kid, oh, this is what I want to do. And uh, it's a cool thing to do. And so I I really started to go down that path. And and if you talk to my folks now, they're like, if we hadn't have left, I would have just gone down a really wrong road.
0: Comes back to what we talk about on First and Main, choices. Absolutely.
2: (laughs) And I was not making the right ones at all. Make yeah. a
0: choice is gonna make a difference. Yes,
2: absolutely. And so uh good so, on yeah. your parents. You know, my, my uh my mom has been a prayer warrior for so long. Mm-hmm. You know, and she has a she has a background in her family in that. And she just she wouldn't relent. Yeah. You know, even when when it looked like I wasn't gonna come through. Yeah. You All you
0: mom is out there, That's you it. listen to that.
2: That's <laughs> it. That she fought on her knees. Yeah. She really did. That's the best way to fight. Yeah. She really did. And so Praise God, we made it through. (laughs) Absolutely.
0: Okay, so bring us like up to speed. Yeah. We started serving at Influencers. You were music directing there. Sure. Doing an amazing job. Yeah. What led you to making the decision to um, transition out of that position? Uh, And you moved. Yeah. You moved from Georgia to... South Dakota. South Dakota. That's a big
2: (laughs) Very big move, yeah. Tell us about that. I think before... I think one thing to preface is there's something about being sensitive and submitted to the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Um, Sometimes even when when you don't realize it and the backstory, you know, really started before influencers. Okay. We felt for years that there was transition coming to our family. I mean, years before anything moved and I was set up in a, you know, a very good job, very great position. There was stability. You know, I knew my folks, I knew my job very well. But, you know, with anything, if you want to progress, you have to get to the place where you're willing to step out, yeah. you know, and, and take a risk and be uncomfortable, you know, and step into something that you may not know fully how to do, Right. but stepping out in faith. I knew that I didn't just want to stay as kind of a somebody on stage the rest of the time. I really feel like we all have more giftings, you know, than just kind of performing a job. Right. You know, ministry takes place outside the four walls of the church. Absolutely. And so I... Both my wife and I always felt like we were called to more than that, and so in conversations with some folks that I knew at influencers, you know, I was really, really good friends with a couple of folks there, and um, I felt like the Lord was, you know, kind of, kind of pushing us towards, you know, stepping out. Uh-huh. So we, through, through praying, we we felt like, okay, this is going to be, this is going to be the move.
0: So let me ask this, sure. just to give people some practical: How did you sense that? What was that like?
2: It was an uncomfortable process, to be honest. Okay. If you if you if you take pride in what you do, which I think all of us do,
0: yeah,
2: um, you don't want to jump into a situation where you're almost going to fail, but mm. because of being uncomfortable and not knowing. And so, through prayer, through and and through talking about it with with mentors mm-hmm. and leadership and people who kind of have the ability to speak into your life, through those kind of conversations, again, through prayer, it just, the Lord was just very gracious. And it's that still small voice like, yes, I'm leading you in this. So, and it's not always a full. Picture. I, yeah, <laughs> it's not always full. It's But there's something about, again, just understanding that the Lord An is unsettledness. And unsettledness, and yeah. Which is funny because when you feel unsettled, that sometimes usually is the right way to go, even yeah. though I don't feel like it at all. Right. Uh,
0: because I think the Lord guides us with peace. Sure. And so when you do feel that stirring, you know, there can be lots of reasons for it, yeah. but that's always that time to kind of like dial in. Sure. Because when peace gets removed, yeah, m- many times the Lord is preparing you
2: Yep. to Absolutely. transition. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, so stepping into that role, um, you know, I th- man, it's so funny thinking about it. How how strategic God really is. Mm-hmm. You know, so I I stepped into that role of influencers, and uh, <clears throat> not knowing that uh, the worship pastor was going to be was the Lord was speaking to him about transitioning. All of a sudden, you know, a month in, he he steps away, and the Lord moves him to another part of the country and his family, and which really was an answer to prayer for years and years for that family. Yeah, and so the Lord was preparing somebody to come in and kind of help transition. Right. He's so good like that, you, yes. know, you know, and so like, okay, so I'm, I'm stepping into that role and really immediately I just felt from the Lord that this was a season. Mm-hmm. This wasn't going to be something long-term, which kind of a shock. Right. Cause that uh, was
0: a big move. You had been in the, um, one church serving yeah. and that was kind of a big move to like
2: change. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then you're
0: there and it's kind of like, no, nah, I'm not done. Yeah. I'm not done.
2: It's like, okay, well what's, what's going on here? And both my wife and I, we we uh, we want to be people that are planted. The whole moving around thing is just it's just not what we like to do, right? But the Lord sometimes is not interested in what we like. He wants to He wants to wants us to grow, right? And so, uh, so yeah, so being at influencers was was definitely a growing transitional season for us. But the backstory, kind of behind the scenes of what you saw, you know, because we were together on a on a daily basis in the church. Uh-huh the Lord was started to speak to us about, Hey, I need you to pull your kids out of school. I want you to homeschool your kids. Okay. Like, well, why? Okay, fine. Well, we don't want to, but we will, <laughs> you know, uh, we'll do that. So we, we made the decision to at the finish out the year and and remove our kids to homeschool them. Okay. Right about the same time, we felt like the Lord said, Hey, I need you to sell your house and get out of debt. Why? Like we've changed jobs. What else can we, right. can we change here? You know? And, Okay, well, that was there was a hesitancy on that, but we mm-hmm. we felt like we needed to do it, and so we sold our home. And then it was, hey, I need you to take some time off. You know, I need mm-hmm. you to come home and be with your family. Yeah. Again, why? You <laughs> know, we've I've, I've just been here a year, feeling like okay, this, there's there's something bigger to this. So um, I started having conversations with leadership, and um, I stepped off staff basically March first of 2020. And we decided to take a family vacation. And so we took a cruise, went to Disney World, you know, all the the stuff. All right. And we get home, and two days later, the entire world shuts down. Right. And where people are losing jobs, they're reacting to the situation. The Lord had gotten us out of debt completely. Come on. He had uh, given us way more money in the savings that we never had before. Um, he would brought our family together in a beautiful rental home, was way bigger than anything we'd ever yeah. been a part of. And while everyone was quarantining by necessity, it was almost like the Lord put us in an ark mm. and just covered us to be together as a family and shelter so us from good. everything going on. And it's mind-blowing to think about how every little step... Yeah just kind of led up to that. right? You know, like you, you, you think about it. It's like, that doesn't make sense, but right. it, it, but it does at the same yeah. time. Yeah.
0: And you know, thank God you listened. Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. Thank God you, God we God, yeah. thank
0: God you um, were spirit led Yeah, and didn't go by like what you saw and reason and stuff like you really followed the prompting of the Holy Spirit yeah. because it puts you in the right place mm-hmm. at the right time. And the Lord is so beautiful. And that's why, you know, that's what we talk about here first in Maine that's that higher quality of life. Yeah. And oftentimes you don't know what is ahead. Sure. But following him in those decisions, making those intentional choices, when he's leading and guiding and directing, he's a good shepherd. Yeah. yeah he is. <laughs> he's a good father. Yeah. He's a good daddy. Yep, yep. Um, and it's so you know, fun. It's not fun at the time, no. no. but man, when you are able to like, and you get it and you're like, Oh, look at what you're doing, man. Those are the greatest moments.
2: (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. And so it would, you know, we look back on that season. It was, it was just a kiss from God. Yeah. You know, I mean, we, we literally, it felt like Groundhog Day a little bit. Every day was (laughs) the same, but, but to, to, um, you know, having been in ministry and just been so busy, you know, and just the day to day and, um, to come home and just, wake up and go out in the backyard and play basketball with my son, Yes, you know, to blow bubbles with my daughter, just the little things. It's just, you know, I feel like that's, we can get caught up in the busyness so much. And especially, especially when you're in the, in, you know, what they call full-time ministry, it's easy to just forget, like your family is a ministry too. They absolutely are. You know what I mean? And uh, we, we can easily put other things before that. And God was like, Nope, we're not, we're not doing that (laughs) anymore. I'm forcing you to take a break. You're going to enjoy your family. And, uh, it was just a a great season.
0: Wow. Okay. So how did you get to South Dakota?
2: So my wife is actually from there. Oh, okay. She grew up in South Dakota. She moved to Georgia for ministry school, which is where we actually met. Okay. And we had talked for years and years about moving, you know, again, it was the Lord just shutting everything down. And so, you know, it's finally time, um, to make, to make that move. Um, she'd been in Atlanta with my family, you know, and now was, we needed to go and spend some time with her family. And, uh, so we decided to, to make that move again, just the Lord is so good, unbeknownst to us. Um, her grandfather, you know, would pass away within a a year after we had moved. Um, And so we were able to just build just memories, you know, and our kids got to build a relationship with with that side of the family yeah, and uh, again, just not knowing what's right. around the corner.
0: You know, it's, it's the same thing with me because we came on staff at the same time and we ended up coming off of yeah. staff yep. at, around the same time. Sure. And when the Lord had really, you know, told me, okay, it's, you know, it's time. I, and I sensed like he was saying, you've cared for my house mm. for many years and I'm turning my attention. Sure. on you, and I'm going to care for you and your house, you know, for a season. I had no idea that my dad was going to get critically ill. Oh, wow. And I had transitioned out. You know, there was going to be a big women's conference, which I usually would carry a good bit of weight for. Sure. And I look back now, and I think, just the grace of God to take care of the church. Yeah. And to take care of me, because the week that he was hospitalized was the week the conference was happening. Oh, my goodness. And had I been there— in the midst of all of that, that would have been such, you know, a stressful time. Sure. But I wasn't, and I was completely free. And I ended up going, staying um, for a few months and being able to do all that and just have these amazing, it makes me emotional, but yeah. I had such amazing quality time with my daddy. Wow. You know, and being able to nurse him back mm-hmm. to health and be in the home. I mean, it's just like, God's just so good like that. Yeah you know, when we listen, absolutely, it doesn't have to make sense. <laughs> right.
2: All right. And we, of course we want it to, uh-huh. you know, but he sees the big picture every time
0: he does, man, that's amazing. Yeah. Very cool. Okay. So tell us a little bit more.
2: You know, if I'm honest, I, I felt a little burned out with ministry in general. Um, I can be uh be a workaholic, yeah. <laughs> um, by nature. And I had gotten to the place, you know, we're moving. I almost want to start over and do something totally different and um, you know, I decided actually to, to just put ministry on hold for a while, and so I was pursuing a new career. I was going to get into plumbing. You know, I've always admired tradesmen who can just yeah just show up and fix something. You right. know, <laughs> and, then, and Lord knows you need a plumber. You know, when you need one, yes, you do. And, you know, that's not a, that's not something that's going to get you know replaced by a machine or anything. Right. You know, you need them. So, so I said, you know what? I, in this season, I want to take care of my family. I want to I want to be with my family. I want to provide for my family as well as I can. And so. I just started down that road. Okay. And uh, to try something different, I discovered within that six months that there was there was just some hurts that I had to deal with from just years and years of lack of confidence and really just getting with the Lord when I discovered it was an identity issue. Okay. I had no clue who I was in the Lord. You know, in, in my mind, who was Milton? He was a musician. Mm. He was a music director. You know, I couldn't tell you who I was as a person. Right. And it's no wonder burnout happened. Yeah. It's no wonder that I was defining what I was by what I did. And it doesn't, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't doing it on your own strength. is just that that's where you're going to end up. And, yeah. and when I got to that place, I just, there was a lot of healing that had to happen inside of me, you know, and a lot of, um, the Lord speaking like, Hey man, I, I made you, you know, you're not an accident. Right. Um, the 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 things that you have to offer, you know, they're more than just a way to pay your bills. You know, they're more than just a way to get your name out there. Yeah, y- you are special, and so that season for me was definitely very healing. Hmm. And I still got plenty of things to work through, right? You know, we all like, do. like we all do, <laughs> and all that. But that that really started to set me up to a place of when I started to find healing and confidence in who I was. I started to really get that desire to serve back. Kind of in yeah. the church in ministry. And, you know, if you know anything about the church scene in the Midwest is very, very different than the South.
0: Tell us about it.
2: Oh man. So I don't know. I don't oh, know about so it. I'm used to, you know, hooping and hollering in the <laughs> sermons, people saying amen and shouting, shouting down the preachers, uh-huh. you know, uh, <clears throat> worship being just loud and just people just not being afraid to engage. And uh, the Midwest is a lot more reserved. Okay. Where they may uh lack in the expressiveness of how they feel in the Uh
0: moment,
2: they make up for in, you know, they know the word. Come on. They know the word. They, they they're not afraid to pray.
0: Yeah.
2: They, they can tell you what the Bible says, not by, I heard it, but I know, I actually know doctrine. I actually know, know what the word says, which for me was really refreshing. Uh, Absolutely. It's like, okay, no, this is what the word says. Let's actually get in it. Biblical literacy is a big focus of mine now. Not that I just heard that from somebody.
0: It's so true. Yeah. Oh, gosh. But I actually
2: read it for myself. Right. I actually spent time getting in there and, okay, this is really what the word says. Yeah. You know what I mean? So all that to say, yes, I I am now on staff at a church uh, as a worship director, uh, which I'm excited about. Yeah. And, uh, and, I mean, that's recent. That was in in August. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it's funny how that whole thing came about just out of the blue. I was doing a gig. And the way I got that gig was a random person got at me on Facebook and said, hey, I heard you moved to Rapid City. I would love for you to just come play with me. Small little restaurant in the uh-huh. middle of nowhere. And so I did. And it turns out him and his wife attended a church that was about to be looking for a new worship person.
0: How about that? Just random. Uh-huh.
2: And I was like, okay, cool. No big deal. Well, it turns out that that church, my wife's best friend from childhood, uh-huh. his wife is the operations manager of the whole place. <laughs> And so I will send her a message. I was like, hey, big world, small world. Oh, man, for real. And so I just, I sent her a message. I said, hey, I had heard this. I don't know if there's any validity to it, but I've been feeling like it's, it's, there's a stirring in me to really get back into ministry. So if there's anything to it, you know, I'd just be interested. And her response was, you were the first person I thought of when this whole thing happened. And she said, I didn't reach out to you because you were pursuing something totally different. Yeah. And, so it's just like confirmation after confirmation, confirmation about I am supposed to kind of be doing this specific thing. Yeah. Um, but you're
0: going to be doing it out of a different place.
2: Very different place for sure. Wow. Yeah.
0: You know, as we're talking today, this episode is coming when people have started the beginning of a year. They've set out with goals and stuff sure. like that. And we're really encouraging people to, you know, take risk, mm. to start, to do stuff like what would you say to people having you know made some significant changes and yeah. little, like took some risk what would you say
2: i would say i've been young and i've not yet been old <laughs> i'll get there <laughs> but i've not seen the lord forsake come on i haven't seen it yeah uh, even in those crazy risks when you're trying to figure out what you're going to do the lord has provided yeah even when in the moment you feel like everything is crumbling around you and i shared this with you mm-hmm. there's been moments where i've just had to just stop and really reflect on some things have said because they've impacted me personally um specifically what what the series you guys did on being an overcomer
0: uh rising was like, in the spirit of an rising overcomer rising in the spirit
2: of that series because i was in a tough place you know yeah. things things felt fine as far as okay we settled in i had a job we had the house and all that stuff moving in south dakota but internally i felt like there was just turmoil going on
0: Yeah,
2: you know and some of the stuff you guys said just really Really spurred me on.
0: Oh, come on. Yeah, that was really, really, really <laughs> That's good. That's awesome. Um you come to those places where you may be wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, just because you te- step out and you step in faith, it doesn't mean everything is gonna go perfect. Think about, you know, Peter on the
2: yep, uh, yep. Peter on the boat, yeah. you know.
0: He stepped out and started to sink. But what? He wasn't forsaken. God lifted him up. And I think the Lord has a way. He met you with the podcast. Yeah you know, and spoke to you through, you know, rising in the spirit of an overcomer. He knows how to lift us. He knows how to meet us at every corner, Absolutely. at every, when we talk about first and main, yeah. at that intersection and speak wisdom to us, a word of encouragement. And a lot of times it's just what we need for that day to help us through.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> to Absolutely. keep going. Oh yeah. You know, the other thing I would say too is don't be afraid of failure. Yeah. I think it's so easy nowadays to look on social media and see all the successes of your friends or the people you aspire to be like one day. Right. And it's easy to let the fear of failure stop, that step out in faith. Yeah. But how many times have, when we talked about this earlier, how many times have we seen successful folks tell their story and they talk about all the failures they went through and how those all played a part into now. They're exactly where they need to be, you know?
0: I would rather try. (laughs) <laughs> and step in faith and possibly falter sure. than never try. And like even starting this podcast, I'm going to give it a go. Yeah. If the Lord's putting something on, I'm going to give it a go. And it may not be perfect, mm-hmm. but I've just finally come to it. It doesn't have to be. Right. And I can assess and revamp and all that kind of stuff. I just would rather be faithful to moving in faith and trying than Living in fear. Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> and I've
0: realized that whatever I do, I can always learn from it. Yeah. yeah it's the womb of success. Yeah, that's it. And we're never going to get better if we don't at least take a step.
2: For sure. And and there's something special in every single one of us. Yeah. The Lord, he'll take things and use them for for good, bad experiences. Yeah. And so the things you've gone through that I've gone through, people need to hear or experience those things that are on our heart.
0: Right.
2: And when we don't try, when I feel like we're doing a disservice, to the to the gift that God's put inside of us. Right. But who who needs that one thing? You know, not that it's about us, but is God trying to use us in that avenue to change somebody's eternity? Right. You know, I mean who know who knows what what it's gonna be when we get to heaven and right. that person come up and said, Deb, episode ninety nine of First in <laughs> Main, it changed my entire life and this is why. Right. You know, we have we have no clue. We don't. Yeah, and that's you know, something me and my wife are actually realizing quite a bit how many people have kind of kept up with our journey. You know, we're not huge social media folks. Yeah, Just we're, if we had it our way, we'd be sitting on the couch all day. Just, <laughs> we're just introverted folks yeah. by, by nature, but we get messages quite a bit from folks like just, man, we are watching what you're doing. It's so inspiring. Um, and I'm like, really? Like there's nothing special <laughs> going on. And they're like, well, no, the fact that, you know, you had, you looked Like you had kind of the dream, right? Working for a big church, being able to play with some of the best musicians around, you know, having the chance to to be with some worship leaders who people listen to on the radio every day. Like you've had the chance to be with and be around that that type of environment, and you gave it all up to go to South Dakota and become a plumber. Like what (laughs) what are you doing, dude? And uh, but but their responses, you know, it what it really showed us was that you're not tied down to what's happening. You're, you're looking forward to more.
0: So good. You know?
2: And so all that to say, we, again, we don't know. So our yes to what we maybe question in the moment could inspire somebody else, you know, that really needs it in that time. So.
1: Wow. Milton, thank you so much for being transparent today. I mean, what a perfect way to wrap up this episode. Guys, you just never know how your yes could really inspire someone out there. And we hope that our yes to hosting this podcast is inspiring you. And we've got great things coming this year. New guests, new segments, not to mention some pop-ups on Maine. Lots to tell you about next time. But as always, we just want to thank you for joining us here on First in Maine, your avenue to living well.